Welcome to Fielding Questions, a podcast produced in collaboration between Egg Country Farm Credit Services and the Red River Farm Network that explores the world of agriculture and rural life. I'm Adam Albrick. It's important to have a succession and retirement plan, but is now the right time to update it? That's the question that we're going to focus on here today with Russ Tweeten, who serves as Senior Vice President, Succession and Retirement Planning with Egg Country Farm Credit Services. So, Russ, people go through the work of setting up a plan, creating it, getting it rolling, and now it's time to potentially update it. What factors do you look for when you do start this process of just asking, is now that right time to update a plan? Everybody's plan's a little different, so the factors we look for are going to be dependent on their plan. Uh, If it's a will or a trust, uh, the first thing we're going to look at is, do we have a successor? Uh, If we don't, it's uh, really a matter of setting things up so that the assets are effectively transferred to the heirs. That's not always a, a complex process, but when we have successors, it changes everything. Now instead we have to engineer things so that we're successfully transferring a business to the next successor. And that's what we're seeing some challenges right now, is the buyouts because of these high land values, these high machinery values, some of the buyouts that are in the uh, wills or trusts, and for that matter, uh, the buy-sell agreements for the entities, simply are too expensive. Uh, They're not viable, they don't cash flow. Uh, we're starting to see a lot of people take a hard look at their wills and trusts and, and think, oh, wait, maybe it's time to make a change. Uh, and I don't think, you know, when we started out doing all this work with our customers 5, 10, 15 years ago, I don't think anybody ever thought we'd see land values where they are right now. And that's where a lot of the issues are. Uh, so that's kind of where we start. Adam, just to make sure that, uh, you know, what's the plan and what do, what do we have going on with uh, the farmer ranch? All right. So you have high land prices, you have high machinery prices, you have a lot of high prices across the board on, on things we haven't mentioned here. How do you go about navigating that within your role? Of course, fair looks different to everybody. Everybody's situation is a little bit different, but how do you go about trying to find the right course of action to allow for that next generation to take over, assuming there is one? The first thing we'll do, assuming there is an estate plan in place, is we'll, uh, like I, we like to say, run the balance sheet through the plan. What, what happens if there's a death today? What does that look like? You know, is that buyout affordable? If it is, we don't need to make any changes. Uh, if it isn't, it's time to sit down and talk about changes. And these aren't always easy conversations, Adam, because there's, you know, if, there, if you've got a successor, you know, there's other kids in this family who are loved just as much and cared for by their parents. So what do we do about that? Well, we have to sit down and, and work it out. And like I said at the beginning, everybody's a little different when it comes to this. Uh, the approach that they may take you know, might be completely different than someone we we, uh, we work with uh, later on in the day. A lot of it has to do, I think, with the way they were treated by their parents when when their parents set their wills up. You know, a lot of times, um, you know, it was done very well. The farm was taken care of, and other times it wasn't done so well. Uh, and so uh, that'll influence our customers as to what direction uh, they may want to take things uh, when we start looking at uh, redesigning or redoing. 
what are some of the more effective ways of maybe getting around these high and and really increased price environment that we're in today? Good question. That's that's always a challenge. But here's what we do. We're we're gonna look at. Uh, let, let's just assume that uh, successor has to buy land out of an estate or has a, an, a right or an option. You know, the first thing we're going to do is look at that buyout. Is it required or is it only if an heir wants to sell? So, so say a, a non-farming son or daughter inherits something and there's an option. You know, the option pretty much compels the seller to sell on the buyer to buy. And maybe we don't want that. Maybe we uh, go to a right of refusal, which uh, then states if the seller wants to sell, they have to contact their farming sibling and say, I want to sell my land. So you've got to first off see what, what are the tools that are being used. Uh, then it's a matter of, you know, is the, is the discount uh, in there? If there is a discount, I'm, not, I'm certainly not suggesting, Adam, that you should have discounts, but most families do offer that family discount. Is that going to work? Should that be adjusted? Uh, we set one up the other day. There were uh, nine quarters of land. Five went to the farming heir, and the other four were split between um, his two uh, siblings. And what they did was they they only put one quarter into each of the non-farming siblings. That was how they were comfortable with making it work. So uh, the other thing too that we're, we we might start doing a little bit more of, I think, is and this is this has happened to me a number of times, is maybe some of that land needs to be purchased now by the the farming heir rather than waiting and purchasing it through the estate. That has tax issues that need to be talked about and explored, but uh, it gets it done. We don't have such a high buyout. We just make that that, that uh, buyout option when both parents are deceased a little easier on our farming year. Machinery, we try to do a lot with machinery before the machinery is handled by an estate plan. You know, try to get it uh, leased to the farming year. Maybe, maybe it's gifted, maybe there's a combination of both. Where the machinery is starting to hit us is in the buyouts for buy-sell agreements when you've got, say, a couple of brothers farming through a partnership. One of them dies or they become disabled. Uh, we have to look and see, all right, does this, does this buyout for this machinery and this interest in this partnership or corporation still function based on what we've got in front of us today? So a lot of times we're seeing, um, especially with the buy-sell agreements, Adam, the, the uh, purchase options come with higher discounts so that it can cash flow. You know, I say it's not always an easy conversation to have because it affects so many people in the family, but to keep that farm going and, and keep it viable and, and uh, you know, not financially stressed, uh, we have to look at all, all components and is it priced right? Do we have the right discounts if there are discounts? Russ, we've talked about the price environment that we find ourselves in, but there are other things that happen within life, uh, marital changes, deaths, etc., that also occur. How long after a major life event should you review your will and trust? You know, within a year, Adam, I would say get in and see us. You know, and, you know we're sensitive. If somebody's just lost a loved one, you know, we're not going to pick the phone up and say, come on in and see us tomorrow. Uh, you know, you have to let people grieve and, and, and get through things and work stuff out the, with their family. But, you know, I, if, if there's been a death that we should take a look at the will or trust to see, you know, should a change be made? 
Uh, if there's big changes in the tax and estate planning laws, um, definitely come in and see us. You know, if you receive an inheritance, um, but be it land or machinery or something like that, we should review your will. If there's a change in the, in the, the farming status, either it's you've got a successor or you don't, definitely get in and see us because that, that might require not only a will or a trust change, but if there's an operating entity in place, we might need to put a buy-sell agreement in place. Of course, marital status change, you always look at your will. And then circumstances with your children. They, they get married, they don't get married. Maybe they're having financial trouble and they're struggling a little there. Probably a good idea, you know, to look uh, at your, your documents. You know, and if you move to another state, some states have estate taxes, some don't, and so we need to look at your document to make sure that it's structured in a way to minimize any estate taxes depending on where you're, you're moving to. But those are kind of the reasons, you know, we like to see every three to five years if you've got a successor, if somebody's coming in to farm, and that's a particularly true now, nowadays with these high values, so we really should be getting some reviews done. If you don't have a successor, you know, we'll probably do a review every five to seven years just to make sure things are the way you want them. There hasn't been any of these items I mentioned earlier occurring in your life. You know, the, these, these estate planning documents, your buy-sell agreements for your operating entities, uh, they're not static. They're generally not a one-and-done deal. Uh, they need to be looked at and uh, fine-tuned, uh, you know, using the time frames I just outlined. Okay, Russ and... Is there anything else that listeners should know about when it comes to reviewing your will and trust? Well, I think you have to have a conversation, especially if you're married, about fair versus equal. Everybody's idea of fair is going to be different. It's kind of like the word service, Adam. Everybody's got a different interpretation. Uh, and so it's really important that couples try to get on the same page when it comes to the fair versus equal discussion. You know, if you've got a successor and the whole estate goes equally, you have to ask yourself, is this fair to my successor? Uh, if, Like I said, if we don't have a successor, doing a will or a trust is not as, as, more, is not as challenging. Uh, but I would say to the married folks out there, you know, fair versus equal is a really important conversation to have. And, Try to get yourself on the same page if you can. All right, Russ. Well, thank you very much for spending some time and walking us through this important topic. You're welcome. I appreciate the opportunity, Adam. That is Russ Tweeten, Senior Vice President, Succession and Retirement Planning with Ag Country Farm Credit Services. If you have a question about a financial topic, we would love to hear from you. You can message Ag Country on Facebook, tweet at them on Twitter, or submit your question using their website at eggcountry.com.